Welcome to Musicals, the musical theatre football podcast. Starring me, Johnny Weston. I know this. Oh no, I don't know this. Sam Ward-Smith. And Harvey Aspel. Never heard of him. Join us as we divulge into the intricacies and complexities of combining the worlds of theatre and football. So, fellas, Pilot 5, we're getting there. We've got these beautiful mics. Hopefully we sound a lot clearer now. And to kick off, oh, football, to kick off Pilot 5, we've got some shout-outs. We'd like to say a big hello to Matthew, to Benito, to uh, Trish. Hi, Trish. To Tina. Tina. And to uh, Mark Chantry. All right, Mark. I wonder what way he swings football. Football, football, yeah, football, football to me. This is the podcast that swings both ways. It is, yeah. Um, I swing one way, you guys swing the other, but collectively we swing both. Well, yeah, I was just going to say swing ball. That'd have been a good band name, wouldn't it? I used to love swing ball. Is that the game played in the garden when you, when it goes around the pot? Yeah, like many a many an afternoon was spent playing swing ball. It's actually quite dangerous on reflection. Like I think I like nearly like killed my granddad once. But the question is, did you used to fill it up with water or sand, you know, to hold it in place? I mean, I think, I think ours was water. I think you put it in the, we had a hole in our garden, in the shopping, uh, not shopping line, the clothes, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the clothesline pole, you just stick it in there, don't you? And off you go. And off you go. And here we go with Pilot 5. So, um, Harvey, you're going to be really, really happy. Um, so Victor Hugo has been in touch. Uh, he listened last week. You remember Victor Hugo who wrote Les Miserables, who we spoke about last week? Never heard of him. No, well, he died many, many years ago. So he's not, he's not really been in touch, but, you know, for dramatic effect. On the other side. Mm, on the other side, both ways. So um, Victor Hugo's been in touch. And he's requested that we're, we're going to play a little game. Um, it's Les Mis themed this week. And it's called Guess the Lyric. Oh, Guess the Lyric. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, number one. Mm. On my own, pretending he's... Alone in a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, not alone in a nightmare, no. Pretending he's beside me. One day more. Another day, another... Salad in the drain. Salad in the drain. Do you think, what, you think that, that's a real lyric? Oh, is this real stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Is that the revolution? One day, a revolution. You can yeah, nip it in the bud. Yeah, you know that because I sang it at the Phoenix once, didn't I? Right, try again. Mm. I'll try hard this time. I'll try properly this time. One day more. Another day, another... One day more. Another day, <laughs> another sunshine in your rainbow. No, it's so close. Was it at all? No, it's destiny. Bestiday. Destiny. You said another bestiday. day, another destiny. You said bestiday, didn't you? No, I didn't. Bestiday, it's it's that well-known musical theatre lyric. <laughs> they got cut in previews. At the end of the day, you're another day older. And that's all you can say for the life of the boulder. <laughs> the life of the boulder. <laughs> that's a lovely rhyme though, isn't it? This isn't a poem. That's a nice boulder. The life of the boulder. Uh, I've got to say, with these microphones, we are using new mic, new technology. Uh, I sound good, doesn't it? 
I hope so. I've not listened to it back yet. I can hear myself in the ears. Go on, Sam. Give us a bit of Terry Wogan. Welcome to BBC Radio 2. That's lovely. And finally, empty chairs and empty what? Airport lounges. <laughs> because they always are. So you think if you went to watch Slay Miz and he come on, right, and went, empty right, chairs, no, no. empty airport. <laughs> you said come from away from me, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Jean Valjean walked straight on stage with a holdall, it'd give it a new dimension. Yeah, he's he's lost his ticket to I don't know America. Try it again, and I'll I'll, I'll put my layman's cap on. Go on. Okay, so let's just we'll we'll just pick a few. Okay, right. One day more, another day, another chateau on the ranch. I don't know. No, but that's a, again, as I said earlier, it's destiny. We've done this. Oh yeah. But that was a good. That, that was a good try. Empty chairs at empty. Riverside restaurant. <laughs> I mean, this just sounds like this sounds like you've made your own sort of '90s Western song. I can imagine you sitting with like a little banjo lele. Oh, that's a musical. I'd go. <laughs> that's a musical I'd go and see. And moving on to newsy balls. Newsy balls. This is the part of the podcast where we discuss some of the latest news from the worlds of musical theatre and football, kicking us off as always. Football. It's Harvey with... Football! Football. Uh, So basically, yeah, just a bit of news. We've got some light news, we've got some fluffy news. So basically, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi went head-to-head this week in their respective teams, Barcelona versus Juventus in the Champions League. Happens rarely, now that they're both playing in different leagues. They both used to play in the Spanish League, so Barcelona and Real Madrid would face off quite often, twice a season. And the press would make a massive spectacle out of it. Ronaldo versus Messi, two of the greatest of our generation, facing off. Ronaldo's now played in Italy, so it doesn't happen as often. But in the Champions League... (laughs) Are you with me? Yeah. But in the Champions League, Juventus and Barcelona got drawn in the same little group. So they faced off. And it was it was a lovely moment. And the press again were like rivals versus rivals. Ronaldo went to Twitter and said, No, we're not rivals. We're just where? Twickenham. Eh? And where? Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Ronaldo Twickenham. No, you never see him in Twickenham. Uh, Ronaldo went to went to um, Twitter and said, uh, We're not rivals at all. We're, we're actually very good friends and a lot of mutual respect. And uh, so much so that I was watching the game and I realised Ronaldo didn't even put a tackle in on Messi at one point when he was running past him. Maybe too much respect. Because they're friends? I don't know. I just sort of feel like the press got into Ronaldo's head a little bit. And you thought, oh, if I go in hard here on Messi, that's going to look really... Do you know what I mean? It's going to be really messy. It'll be blood and guts, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, Johnny, I suppose our equivalent would be of like... Patty Lapone and Glenn Close decided to have like a little match at Wembley or something. I think Patty Lapone would go in. She wouldn't. She wouldn't be bothered about the press. She would. She'd be she like, was... um, "This is just spec." I mean, I'm just speculating. From what is my own little opinion that I was watching it, thinking, "Man, he could have put a fit in there on Messi, but he didn't. He let him run by him." And I thought, "Ah, oh, too much respect sometimes, you know." But. But they went on to beat, uh, Juventus beat Barcelona 3-0. So at the end of the day, Ronaldo takes all the plaudits. 
Was that a surprising score? Mm, no, actually, because Juve are doing really well at the moment. Guess how, guess how old he is, Cristiano? Um, I know this. F- uh, 30... Oh, no, I don't know this. Okay, 38? No, he's 35. Mm-hmm. That's quite old for a footballer, isn't it? It is, yeah, but I reckon he'll be playing to 40 easily. This is a question for you, Harv. What's, to your knowledge, who's the oldest footballer? Still going. Probably lots of footballers, little known footballers all over the world, like Peru or something, playing to like 48 or something. That's very possible. What, Peru a player or in Peru? <laughs> A player in in the Peruvian leagues. Oh. Yeah, well, possibly we don't know, do we? What about David Seaman? He's quite old. Isn't I he? think he yeah, thirty nine, forty, maybe forty one even. Oh. Yeah, but Neville Southall, uh, another guy, another British goalkeeper, Welsh actually. Uh, I think he played to about forty four. Yeah, there's your answer, Sam. Neville Southall. And if you're listening, Neville, tweet Musables hashtag Musables podcast. And moving on with theatre news, Sam, what is going on in the world of the theatre? Well, this week, lads, uh, we had the Royal Variety performance, which was screened from the Winter Gardens Theatre in Blackpool. Uh, It was a very different affair this year, um, hosted by Jason Manford, who was absolutely fantastic. He did a show-stopping opening number. Um, But as with most events at the minute, televised events, there was no live audience so the audience members were actually being beamed across from their living rooms it was very sort of goggle box there were screens in the audiences so the performers on stage and poor old jason were performing to television screens which again looked a little bit sad and lonely but it's better than nothing i suppose we had two wonderful musical theater performances firstly we got a chance to see frozen the eagerly anticipated new Disney musical that's going to open at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, I believe, around next Easter time. And Samantha Barks performed her rendition of Let It Go, which was absolutely fantastic. And secondly, we were treated with Sheridan Smith, showing us a bit of her performance as Scylla in the uh, musical, which, Johnny, you might be able to tell me this. Is this the same production that was out a few years ago? I believe so, um, which, if it is, will be very exciting. Um, That was the Bill Kenwright production, and I I do believe that is going out on on tour again, this time, of course, starring um, Sheridan. It's very, very exciting. And do you know what's really lovely about this? Um, One, I thought it was amazing to see Sheridan looking incredible, sounding incredible. Um, But what I found really exciting was that there was a bit of script as well, um, we got to see the, the gentleman playing Brian Epstein, who was Scylla's manager and the Beatles, of course, because mm-hmm. we can't forget that Scylla was the coat girl, the cloakroom girl at the cavern when the Beatles were performing. So it was lovely not only to see her sing immaculately, but to hear a bit of script as well. And I, I cannot um, say another good word about Samantha Barks. I thought she was absolutely brilliant embodied that spectacle but Harvey I know you're a big fan of the Beatles so I mean I love the Beatles yeah lovely bit of trivia there you you dropped in about Scylla being the cloakroom girl that's yeah nice to hear that on our podcast surprise surprise moving on to our second segment I'll show you mine if you show me yours I'll show you mine if you show me yours this is the part of the podcast where we momentarily pause our show present Harvey with a theatrical clip he presents myself and Sam with a football clip 
of which we return with our full-bodied thoughts and feelings and discuss what we have just seen. So for all you listeners at home, what you don't know is that we just showed Harvey the Royal Variety performance of Harry Hill and Stephen Brown's I Can't Sing, which was the X Factor musical that featured at the London Palladium many years ago. Harvey, what did you think? I'll be totally honest. Harry Hill was the best bit. I I didn't know what I was going into and I thought I was going to be watching a Harry Hill stand-up sketch. Well, we should point out that Harry Hill introduced his cast. That's why he was in it for yeah, so, three sorry, seconds. Sorry, listeners. Harry Hill did a nice one-minute intro and... Uh, that's where the gags were, that's where the last were. When that curtain went up, I thought, oh, no, here we go. We're going to get some sing and dance now, aren't we? Uh, and I, I haven't heard the word Steve Brookstein for years. <laughs> <laughs> but what you did get to see there was Cynthia Revo, who came on to do her big song, I Can't Sing, and she yeah. came on to have an absolutely phenomenal career. I think most famous probably for her performance, well, for me, you know, The Colour Purple, um, which you you know the many a Whoopi Goldberg, uh, yeah Whoopi Goldberg wasn't in in it with her, but in the yeah, she did yeah. do the film. Yeah. But Cynthia, you know, did it at the many a chocolate factory, and then they did take it to Broadway with Jennifer Hudson, um, and that her rendition of um, I'm still here is beyond famous. So that's kind of where she started. Isn't it funny the the size of the microphone on her face? And that big voice that comes out, the microphone is no bigger than the P, just on the side of her lip there. Which got, and there's you and me with a, with, a, with a mic the size of the fridge and we're struggling <laughs> to get out. <laughs> I mean, what, what the listeners don't know is that we actually, we don't have mic stands. These are microphones, huge microphones, practically the size of our faces taped to our cheeks. So, uh, Yeah, I never thought I'd be getting to myself into this situation. No, well, when you said Ronaldo and Messi have come face to face, I thought they're not the only one. I'm nearly kissing you here. No, we're that no. close. If only Sam was here, we would have a freeway. And Harvey, what have you got for us this week? Oh, all right, spicy treat. Right, so that was hard for me to watch because that's Manchester United score against Liverpool and I'm a Liverpool fan. But that was Paul Scholes scoring 2011, I think. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. And um, the announcer being very over-the-top, overzealous, uh, probably Hispanic because they have a very passionate way of commentating, celebrating goals. Tell me what you heard. I heard a very enthusiastic man singing the words Paul Scholes to the theme of Eye of the Tiger. And I think part of me, I think he knew what he was doing. He knew um, this would be on Musicals podcast in he, nine years' time. He knew that would probably have over 10 million views. But um, Eye of the Tiger, funny enough, actually, John Bon Jovi, yes, but also features very heavily in Rocky Das Musical, which is Rocky the Musical, based on the hit franchise Rocky Balboa films. Started in Germany, went to Broadway. Sorry, we're talking about football, aren't we? Yeah, um, he always finds a way back to theatre, doesn't he? Sam, what did you think? What did you hear? I've got one word to summarise all of that. Goal! He knew what he was doing. Party scores! Party scores! Party scores! Party scores in the goal! Mansion United. And then there was a bit of... Man- yeah. Yeah. Can we have him on to record our jingles? <laughs> That'd put you out of a job, wouldn't it? Uh, we can share it. 
<laughs> like we're sharing this mic. I thought that the video was from like 1981 at first because no, that was no, no, very no. poor quality. And then Alan Shearer was there. And I thought, oh, hang no, wait, wasn't. not Alan Shearer. Wait, who was <laughs> he? Wasn't there? Who was, <laughs> who was the manager? Alex Ferguson. Ah, that's the one. Yeah, and close. He, nearly. He got an A in it. Starts with an A. Both human. They're both, they're both, they're both men, and just have names start with an A. And <laughs> he was there. And I, I, then I realised, oh, this isn't from 1981. For anyone listening who want to know what we just witnessed or what the boys just witnessed, just type in Paul Skull's Eye the Tiger into YouTube and have a jolly good time. I think it's time for questions of the week. Questions of the week. Oh, I've got some crackers for you. I've, uh, Jacobs. Got... Sorry. <laughs> Where's the cheese? <laughs> I've gone into, uh, I've gone into uh, the, the, the Book of Slang. Book of Mormon, yeah. In the football world, and uh, I'm going to test your knowledge on these. So I'll give you one each, take it in turns. You all right with that? Yeah. I want to know what, what they mean, basically. Yeah. Oh, a little bit like when we played Guess the Lyric earlier. Similar, actually, yeah. Oh. Maybe I should have saved it for next week, but... Well, we're here now. Hey-ho. What does this one mean? Uh, I'm going to come to you first, Sam, actually. Man on. I don't know, is this like a red card move where one player jumps on another player's back or something? Very literal um, definition. I like your thinking, but no, you're wrong. Basically, the best way to explain it is if uh, me and John, you're on the same team and we're wearing blue and you're on the red team, Sam, and you're approaching Johnny from behind to tackle him, I would say to Johnny, man on, and you will know he's there. Man on. Yeah, there you go. Johnny, coming to you next, nutmeg. Is that when you pull down someone short? (laughs) Close in the sense that one part of that word could relate in a way is when you pop the ball through someone's leg. Oh, yes. Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Yeah. Spicy. Number two is spice, actually. I'm thinking nuts. Nuts. Oi, nuts. Peanuts. No. Oh, no, that's when you pull a tie. Sam, you're allergic to peanuts. <laughs> I am, and many other types of nuts. Oh, you just ruined news balls for next week. <laughs> uh, right, coming back to you, Sam. The next one is... What does it mean if I was to say, oh, he's hit the woodwork? That I have, if I was a player, I would have got too old and I would have had to retire from my services to football. I wish you were right. All right yeah. Uh, your granddad would probably know this one. But hitting the woodwork is, uh, is when, you, when you hit the ball against the, the goalposts. Because back in the day, they were built out of wood and that's something that's stuck. Oh, he's rattled the woodwork. Johnny? Yeah. What does it mean? When someone says, park the bus. Park the bus. Mm. So would they say, in a sentence, they always park the bus. Oh, they're parking the bus. Wolverhampton oh. <gasps> Wanderers are parking the bus here. No, I think I know this. Go on. Is this where one team is ahead of the other? So let's say one team scored 5-0. It sounds good. And the other team has scored like one. Yeah. So there's no way they're going to win. Mm-hmm. So the other team just start messing around and like parking the, the part of the bus. So the bus, they're, they're just passing the ball. Uh, the goalies keep hogging it to waste time. I thought you were onto it. I really did. I had faith in you for a minute there. Uh, no, I'm sorry to say it's not that. Basically, it means uh, if I was uh, beating you 2 1 and there was just a couple of minutes to go or even 10 minutes to go, I'd want to make sure I get that win, not risk anything. I'd park the bus, I'd build a wall go ultra-defensive on the goal and uh, on the goal. Even I'm talking like someone who doesn't know about football. <laughs> go ultra-defensive and prevent any risk of uh, scoring a goal. There you have it. 
And moving on to our theatre question of the week. Harvey, can you tell us who wrote the music and lyrics to the hit Broadway, West End and international hit Kinky Boots? Who wrote the music and the lyrics? And the lyrics. Yes. This has nothing to do with directing the show. This is the composer of the music and the lyrics only. Yes. So I know there's so many credits involved in a, in a theatre production. Um, in a creative team. Jerry, is Jerry in it? No, but... I'm close though, aren't I? No, because not at all. For the music, but, well, 10 out of 10 for effort. You're thinking of Joni Mitchell, who was... I'm the... absolutely not, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, right. finished, yeah? <laughs> well, it was, it's a woman, for starters, so get off, Jerry. Right, well, I was going to say... Man, man off. I was going to say... Jane? No. Hasselblad. <laughs> I could... So, hey, on. Uh, give us a clue. Give us Sam, a, give us the initials. Give him a clue. Okay. Um, this composer just wants to have fun. Oh, Cindy Lauper. He's yeah. got it in one. And I knew that. I knew that. Evidently. That's your lot for Pilot 5. Many thanks to Sam Ward-Smith, Harvey Aspel, and if I say so myself, myself. Don't forget you can email us with your thoughts, queries and questions at musicballspodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us individually because we don't actually have a Twitter for it. But you can tweet us with the hashtag musicballspodcast. I've been Johnny Weston. They haven't. Join us again for more stagey balls, footsie balls, musicballs, banter. Go on, Sam, give us a banter. Banter.